You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right. I hit the go live button. I think, I think that means we're going to go live here shortly. Yeah, bro. Yeah, I think we're live. I think we're gonna be live. I think we're live. Yeah, all green. All lights are green. We're actually live. Look at everybody. It's the Chris Spangle show. We actually are live here on actually on a, on a Saturday morning. Full. We've had a. It has been a very very tiring few weeks here uh, for the Chris Spangle show. Of course, dear leader went out and got hitched. I don't know if that was you know. Because he wanted to, and uh, then I kept. We kept having issues here. We uh, got issues from just uh, staying up too late, uh, from uh, gaming and playing video games, and just getting mildly hungover. And then Log4J happened, and then all the fun of uh, me for like the day for like last weekend when I had the um, the internet a- access went out. And uh, well, before I go in that story, let me introduce everyone to the show. Hi, my name is Harry. I'm the uh, one of the co-hosts of the Chris Spangle Show. Chris is still out. Uh, we are actually usually on break around this time of the year, but I haven't got to put one more show out before the year ends. So this is what this one's going to be, because uh, I said I was going to do one, and I just kept having issues. So, but joining us is the other kind of characters that I pulled out from the basement of the of the uh, Wall Network. I am bringing out uh, one of my favorite people to bring out of the network is uh, Mitsu Cooper. You introduce him. We just say hi. Hello. <laughs> so are you going to introduce yourself other than hi like who are you what are um, you about you know introduce yourself some people who, who uh, might not know as per usual uh get caught off the bench uh to to help with, with help you research this episode because you're like i, I want to do this episode here you do this since i've seen you do good research you do this for me and leave me alone <laughs> Yeah, you do. Uh, you do great research. You were like the the, the head researcher of the of low key wall of uh, the or the you know like or soon soon to be starting back up like the cyber fuck. You are our head researcher, and we got producer Paul who is not with us today. Um, let's say everyone's joining in the chat. Like everyone to be like behave ourselves. Like we're not fake. Also, also the peanut gallery. If you're uh, you don't if you're not here. You're not a host of the show, so be quiet out there, out there in the world, you know, in your cars. Okay. All right. <laughs> we also, uh, we're also joining us. We also have with us good old Ryan Hole. Ryan Hole, once you can say hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. How is it going? <laughs> I am not a computer bot. <laughs> yeah, computer generated Ryan Hold also joining us here today. Like, yes, like, <laughs> we've I've been. Uh, I'd, so what I did is I invented. I'm trying. I'm working on inventing an avatar mm-hmm. that's all connected to AI, and then I can just have it do the podcast, and I can sleep in. Oh, there you go. That's, that's, yeah. That sounds right, right? Mm-hmm. I can do mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, like, uh, <laughs> just just pre-record everything. What well, you could do, like, too, even if you like uh, create like a chat bot with it too. So, like, instead of like a, it takes in the chat and then try to respond to it, so it looks like you're live. It's always seeming like you're live, and there's just the occasional thumb up. I'm up. <laughs> or I can have it make faces whenever somebody somebody talks. I'm like, <sighs> gets the. Uh, uh, <laughs> but it has to be a Reinhold bot. So it's just a lot of face palming. Like I can't believe someone said mm-hmm. that. <laughs> I can't believe they went that way. 
<laughs> but yes, yes, we have uh, taken over the Chris Spangle show. Uh, I just wanted to make sure that for the record birds books for 2021 that I have hosted more of the Chris Spangle show than Chris Spangle has. So, you know, so whoever that other guy out there in the, in the world talking about, he's the host of the Chris Spangle show. He's probably false. But well, thank you for all you guys who are listening to the show in your cars on your here on this holiday week weekend. We're putting the show out, even though we are have been dealing with technical issues throughout the whole world. Um, of course, you guys know that last weekend, um, not only we were dealing with uh, Log4J issues in our like other lives and just dealing with that in, like in our IT space, we were also was dealing with, I dealt with, because um, of the windstorms and the tragic tragedy of all the tornadoes that were happening last weekend, um, I lost uh, internet and power at the exact same time, exactly when we were, right when we were getting ready to go live, which if it would just happen like a minute sooner, I was going to actually hit the go live button <laughs> and leave right off. And, that was and the best it, part. And yeah. you know, streaming, you know, with, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, with it was no great. ability to hit end. <laughs> that was the best the- part. It's like, hey, let's go, let's go. Here's the link. It's getting ready to go. I'm like, all right. So I jump on, I log in, and there's nobody there. I'm like, where's everybody at? We were What's in the on? middle of a conversation, and then Harry just froze. And then I was like, Harry? Harry, uh, leave. Don't want him to actually hit go live by myself. Moving on. (laughs) I guess yeah, it would have been hilarious. Just sit there, hit go live, leave everyone there, and just like force like Vincent and Ryan will just talk for like because I had no power for four hours. Which I have to say, my UPS has lasted for four hours. I just didn't have internet access for the four hours, like for the entire time. So I sat in this room. Um, with the power on, um, well, I, I, of course, like use old technology, the phone, uh, to, uh, call, uh, Vincent and, and Reinhold over the phone, you know, because like, Hey, I was ready to talk and I wanted to talk. <laughs> I should have I given you my landline to call. That would have been fun time. Oh yeah. Ooh, <laughs> actually yeah, yeah. use my landline. Oh yeah. That'd been fun. You know, I could have, which thing I, I can't use my landline because my landline is still connected to my internet access. So I can't I can pull up the rotary phone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> sat there on the call you know you know had a, had a ball on it but yeah so like i sat here which you you can prepare to have everything back up i have a backup generator i have a, three different ups's in this cabinet because it's spread out between different like either uh, different equipment so i've got like the big battery one for the um uh for the uh of the servers and then I've got the smaller ones for like networking equipment and everything else around rooms so like the gaming PC and the TV that you can't, can't see over here, but you probably will see in other cyberloping streams. And without internet access, well, I just had access to my Plex server. And well, everything was started going down. I had no idea where my power was going to come out. And I didn't feel like kicking my generator on. So I spent the time talking to these guys on the phone, just powering everything down, you know, which, which if... You know, if one thing I will tell everyone, like a UPS is an amazing piece of equipment for your house. You have a lot of electronics in your house and a UPS. Well, it won't allow you to just keep keep running a little bit for like little brownouts. But what it does, the best thing it does is allows you to turn off your devices safely without having them just abruptly shut off. You know, turn your computer off, turn your desktops off, turn your servers off and turn your if you have a NOS box at home, which, hey, if you're in the sound of my voice, you should probably have your own NOS box. Get one. They're amazing. Love them. I should do an episode on why I love my NOS box and why you should have one after the VPN episode, of course, <laughs> which is almost turning into a joke kind of thing. Like, yeah, but yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, the other thing. Uh, so that that happened to me last week, and that's why we, there wasn't an episode for for everybody. The other thing that happened um, last week, which probably a lot of people have uh, probably have also dealt with, is the idea of the uh, lock for J stuff that has been going out in the world. I have been dealing with it at my workplace. Uh, granted, the other place I worked at, which I'm glad I'm not there right now, everything that's in there is based off of Java. Don't work there anymore. I'm so glad I don't. <laughs> and this new place, none of us is. A lot of it's like Python and other code. And we don't use it. And there's, but there's some things that we use. And that was the scariest part because we're just going through it and finding plugins in our environment. But I have jumped the ship. Reinhold, do you want to explain what the whole Log4J stuff is? Um, all I know about it right now, to be honest with you, is is a great source of memes. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, as I understand it, it's a injection code in Java that can um allow for 
remote code execution day one uh, with admin rights just right off. It's just it's just like basically saying, here, come on in with admin rights and just take over and do whatever you want to do to somebody. So, yep. Yep. yeah, it, it's something like uh, it's a exploit that's that's in the uh, inside the Java code, like Java Apache code base, which it allows you to access that Java, Java file to get and it happens pre-authentication it allows you to just be able to just gain access and be able to change things through that log file. It is some of the scariest crap I've ever seen because it affects just about everything. And there's and it's just frustrating sometimes when you're dealing with like some like the owners of the company and they're like, well, well, how do we prevent this thing? Well. We have to do, we have to fix all this stuff like this. And then the other ones are, well, what about the legacy app? Well, that's a legacy app. So we have to patch it. So when's the patch coming? Well, considering no one has patched that thing in the last 10, 15 years, there is no patch coming. And that was the funny part is that this is a piece of code that was in the code base for decades that one guy was basically taking care of as a side project. And then mm-hmm. he abandoned doing anything on it for a dec- you know, for over a decade. So it's like, this this exploit's been around for a, a long time, and nobody just knew about it yet. Or there, or let me rephrase that: a lot of people probably knew about it, but it wasn't public knowledge, right? Because mm-hmm. you know, there's tools the CIA has that the toolkits that they have, and I'm sure that they were taking advantage of some of this stuff. Um, but they're not going to let anybody know that they know. You know right. what I mean? So. Yeah, yeah. Don't let anyone know we know. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But that, yeah. That's. Everybody talks about the great advantages of open source software. Open source software, everybody can see the source. They can spot all the bugs. They can fix things like that. Um, But they don't talk about the downsides of open source software. You start integrating things that people have written and nobody checks on it. And who's got time to go through and look at all that code all the time? Oh, look, here's the result. Right. So there's there's ups and there's downs with just about anything like this. So it's not a panacea. That's good. Good. I was good. I thought you were going to sit here and poo-poo on open source. I was like, how dare No, no. There's a lot of good things about open source, but it's not. Ryan Hole right off this episode. <laughs> there's some bad stuff that comes along with it. And in, and everybody talks about certain other operating systems. Well, look what happens. You know, there's there's this type of stuff everywhere. It's coding is an issue, not just certain types of OSs. Correct. Well, the other thing with it, like, because if you work at an environment or work at a company like in the IT shop or something like that, you should also build a, what I, what I would say is a culture of donating to your open source projects that you are, your company is using. It's like, well, we don't have to pay for Ubuntu. We get Ubuntu for free. Yeah, 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 yeah you do. But you should probably like to take some of the budget, your budget and kick it over to, to like to to the Linux product. Like here here you go, Linux Foundation. Here's some cash. Go 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 do something with it. Or like, hey, find a bug or uh, or something that needs to happen in Ubuntu and have your IT team just fix it. Take a sprint and go like, hey, this issue is in Ubuntu. We're gonna fix it for the world, give and give back to the Ubuntu code base. You know, personally, money's easier. Allow <laughs> someone else to program it so they can actually keep, you know keep the lights on. But it it's you pay so less for Ubuntu and running like other Linux open source projects like OpenSUSE. Give some of that money back because you pay out the nose for Microsoft and it's all like Windows 10 and most Microsoft projects. The, the, it's backward compatibility is one of the modern marvels of the world, but you pay for it. And then when you see it through Linux, you're like, well, I got it for free. Like, yeah, but pay back for it, pay something for it, you know? Yeah, yeah. that's, yeah. Vincent sitting over here was like, that's cool, IT guys. That's cool. <laughs> I mean, at our, at our, where I work at, we have a lot of, it's not a lot of coding that we do in, in kind of my realm of IT. And for some reason, my, I have weird networking things going on locally. So if I drop off, apologize. Um, I've, what's what's I've your got a phone like, over here switching on me and just jumping off network and back on network. And I don't know why. Now it's just copped off. So okay. anyway, I'm going to well, ignore that's that. Like, what's the thing? So, like, because I do want to talk about smallpox, and it just really feels like this. At this topic is cursed. No one and no one wants this information out there, and it's just, <laughs> <laughs> and we're not like bringing up like this is the new information. This is no, 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 no. This is history. We're just going to we so want to talk about history. So you're saying, in the World Health Organization is hacking our our systems, right? <laughs> yeah, but we're we want to throw them a about... bone. They did something. <laughs> well, okay, hold on. They did something okay. I don't want to, it's not right, but they successfully did something. I'm not saying what they, their methods are correct. They didn't do something horribly wrong, is that what you're saying? Not horribly wrong, 
but pretty unethical well. and you know like totally egregious with what they did to finally eradicate smallpox but we'll get to that <laughs> it's, it's just more of a I am jumping ahead. See, and this is uh, this is why, like, I like doing the episodes with you guys because you guys make sure I don't do that. You know, you guys are awesome at that. You know, so, anyways, I, I when I take a drink of my coffee, you guys are free free to talk. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know what we're talking about now because you yeah. jumped around. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah, he, what I, was I know I was going to say something, and then you you cut him <laughs> off and start talking about smallpox. So, like, we gonna let Ryan Holt finish his thought, Harry? Is that what's going to happen? Sure, fine. Ryan Holt, finish your thought. No. I was just saying that we don't do code. We don't do a lot of coding in my little world in the IT world, but we do a lot of scripting. So we do uh, open source a lot of our scripting on GitHub, just because you know it, it, it's smart to do. Because for one example, is we had a script that a lot of the a lot of the engineers were using for projects, and it saved a lot of time. We got a lot of information, went out and you know pulled all the stuff that we need to do our job and. And the guy who wrote it and maintained it decided to get promoted, go somewhere else, you know, mm-hmm. um, which happens. And now who's maintaining that, right? Who's got that scripting? So centralized place for everything, multiple people working on it. That's the best way to go. And I think, you know, people are better off when they do, even even just internally, if they're doing some sort of collaboration on things. So you're just aware of what's happening. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that, you know, you don't have a, a decade go by with some code that's just sitting out there that nobody's looking at and knows what to do. We had a, I had a, a, a former company that I used to work for. We had a application on an NT4 box that uh, was, was homegrown and homewritten inside the company. The guy who wrote it had left. Nobody knew how it worked. It was an integral to our business. We could not shut that box down. We could not upgrade it. We could not move it to a new OS because nobody knew what would happen. So we were maintaining an NT4 box in the mid-2000s. And I don't know. I, I It was still there when I left. I don't know what, the, what, what ended up happening to it. But for all I know, it's still sitting in a, in a locked room somewhere running. Hmm. The other thing I like to preach into a culture of IT shops, which a lot of people look at me crazy, even Nice looked at me crazy when I brought this up to him, but I like the idea of it, and I do it everywhere I go, is uh, let's rebuild every server all the time, constantly rebuild. I, I hate like a server is like, oh, this has got an uptime of five years. No, F that. Rebuild it. Bring it back up. And it was like, but, 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 but how? Five years, when was the last patch applied, right? Exactly. Exactly. I hate that crap. Let's just let's just rebuild this thing. Well, why are we rebuilding it? Because the guy who's made who built the thing originally, he's gone. He's been gone for five years. But who we've got his notes, and you know, when we have no one knows how to rebuild this thing. We don't know if everything will fit on this thing. No one really knows how it works or how it's built. So let's all go through and build this rebuild the server and figure out it's done. Cool, 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 cool. Now we all know how it's done. Are you guys all going to be here for five years? Nope. All you guys are probably going to be for two, three years. Cool. Let's just keep rebuilding it. So each time we just got a new graduation class. So everyone knows how these servers rebuilt. It's not for us. It's for the company. So the company keeps going and going. And we don't screw over someone at the end tail of this hot potato. when We're just playing hot potato with a server. You know? Or you don't get a call back at like 3 a.m. You know, like four years later. Hey, I know it's late. You remember that server you built? <laughs> at X company? Yeah. Okay, it is down. We have no idea how to get it up. Those calls suck, especially if it's like your butt. Because you want to, you, you'll charge the money, but you feel bad because it's your friend that you know from the company there calling you up. Like, we can't get this thing back up. And they've been there for hours. It's like, okay, all right, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. This is how you do it. Get Go home so you can go home. But well, that's, yeah. why, that's why software as a service, right, is such a big deal. Mm-hmm. Because you eliminate that OS layer, right? It's all virtualized OS layer. So these things are running in a cloud environment. And it's just the software that's running. And you can mm-hmm. move it. it. It's portable and movable. And you don't have to rely upon the underlying OS. You don't have to maintain it, right? So somebody's doing that maintaining for you. Now, you have to trust the people who's doing that. So, you know, yeah. depending on whether you like things with A's or M's, depends on what you're going to do. But um whether or not you like your devices named funny little quirky names, or if you like everything named something that's actually descriptive of what it does. So there's two different options there. 
And that's why AWS is trash because they won't name things where they need to name things. Okay, you know, I'm I'm shocked the load balancer in AWS is called load balancer, not some goofy like you know distribution master. I think it's distribution master, you know, or internal router. <laughs> you know, it's one of those. It's worse than that on some of this stuff. It's where like. I was looking at Android phones. I'm like, well, this version has Lollipop. This version has Gumball. And I'm like, or whatever. And I'm like, which one's later? Which one's which one precedes the other one? What's got the stuff in it I want? You know, it's not a selling point if I don't know what they do. And you're not being very descriptive with the names. It's Mm -hmm. cute. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But we're we're an IT. We don't care about that. We want functionality. Yeah. Well, just like uh, Debian and Ubuntu has those goofy names of like their OS, but like no one uses that. It's also uh, oh, so is this like, oh, yeah, this is a Meerkat. What? What? A, a 1604. Oh, OK, thank you. Is it 1804? What, what are we what are we rocking? Because I don't care about the, the I, I think the goofy name is cool on the desktop environment and it's got the background as changes. That's neat. That's neat. So I can instantly know like that background is that version of Ubuntu when I install it or get to it. That's great. But I really just want the little like tell me what version it is so I can know if it's all patched up. Which, by the way, like if you're not patching your Ubuntu or Linux servers, you should probably patch this. <laughs> well, and Microsoft, you know, they're famous for having OS names that are very, you know, OS ten, you know, Windows eight, Windows ninety five. You mm-hmm. know, it was, it was somewhat descriptive, but internally code based, they were giving other names to that stuff, right? Yeah. It was never that was that was wasn't what the internal code project name was, right? Mm-hmm. So they so they they played with the fun names internally, but when it gets to customers who are actually trying to use this and get informed information about it, mm-hmm. they switch to something that's actually understandable for people. Yeah, that, that's what's supposed to do. All right, so we if. Have right, we so, got too nerdy? I mean, have we have we got to the point where Chris just doesn't even want to come back anymore because this is way too much nerd talk? Yeah, because like we have like corrupted his uh, his entire uh, channel now to just talk about nerd stuff. You know, honestly, like uh, we should probably just continue just talking about like tech stuff until he comes back and forces us not to. We'll show him. Well, all those all the all the listeners and I'll be. All right, all right. Well, then uh, I'm gonna head out. It's uh, uh, not too late. Let me know when you're talking about Japan again, then I'll come back. <laughs> Welcome to the new screensavers. Oh, I can't say that. That's a copyrighted. <laughs> All right. So you heard you heard about that, didn't you? The what? first half. So oh. short little story. Sorry, but I try. <laughs> there used to be a show. There used to be a, a, a channel on the satellites. Uh, Z, ZDNet. Okay, and it was called Tech TV, and it was like right as these new channels were just starting to kind of pop up on those little mini dishes, mm-hmm. um, and it made a splash. They had a, uh, it was all talking about tech, and they had a, their main show was called The Screensavers, mm-hmm. and then years okay, go yeah, by, yeah. And, and it was Leo Laporte and Patrick Norton, and then years go by, people come and go, they get bought out, G four takes them over, they rename it. Blah 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 it goes, you know, and they're and then G four kind of dies, and now apparently G four is coming back. But um, in that period of time, podcasting started. So Leo decided to get the old gang back together from the original screensavers, and he called it the Revenge of the Screensavers. That first episode, he just it was a one off. They were just going to get together and have a good talk, and they were going to put it out there and see if anybody listen to it. It was so mm-hmm. popular, they decided they want to start it back up again, and that was the start of Leo's new empire on video podcasting, right? So they got told that they're not allowed to use the same screensavers. So they had to change it to something else. Mm. Um, and that was, that was, that's what I called it tech TV and then move on from that. But they, they fought for a while, try to get the, get the name back, but they couldn't. So I think they, they ended up eventually getting it or something, but I just thought, always thought that was hilarious. It's like, Oh yeah, we we destroyed your brain. We stro- we destroyed what you were doing and turned it into something else that was nobody wanted. It ended up dying, uh, but we don't want you to use that name. We still own that. <laughs> After we trashed it, you know, I, I just never understood that mentality from these people. But. Right. Yeah. Right. So let's get into copyright law. <laughs> let's oh, yeah. put a pin. Let's put a, a pin in all of that. Because G four is back, and I have a story that's connected to it. We'll okay, put a okay, pin right. in that. 
And let's talk about the, this episode you've been hounding me to get done for like a month. <laughs> Which you didn't enjoy reading this topic? I did. I enjoyed it. I, I didn't say I didn't enjoy it. I said you're the one who's been hounding me about it. And we've been here for like almost a half an hour. And we haven't talked about it. That's true. And we're trying to make this a short show because Reinhold has uh, uh, libertarian stuff to do this afternoon. And I have yoga stuff to do this afternoon. And, uh, you know, Benson got Hikikimori stuff to do this morning. I mean, probably. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the episode. All right. So this came to me like because. All right. So there was a new story um, talked about how they accidentally found smallpox in a laboratory in New York City. And it freaked me out because because like the little bit of, I did know about smallpox is that smallpox is well I'm jumping ahead smallpox is only supposed to be placed in two different worlds and then I try to talk to other people about it to like hey this, this is freaky but everyone was like well it's just smallpox and I just kind of looked at them like what do you mean it's just smallpox and I realized something most of the people my age group and probably slightly around Reinhold's uh, younger age group um, have never experienced, have no idea what the heck is smallpox. So what is smallpox? You know, so that's, and, and when you look at it, it's like technically not the first world's first pandemic, but it's like the first time, like everyone's got together to eradicate a disease. <laughs> so it is a very, fascinating story and that's that's what we really wanted to get into and we'll try to crunch this all in like it looks angry at me (laughs) (laughs) what was funny was that as soon as you started talking about smallpox your internet you started getting robotic you started getting robotic robotic and then it came back on so we were both trying trying not to laugh it was perfect. This is a curse topic. This topic is cursed. Okay. So, <laughs> let's go ahead. Doing let's, doing what, the what research in it, I didn't actually know how smallpox even happened. I knew that was like, like, like a big rash or whatever. But I actually looked into the whole situation. So it's caused by the variola virus, mm-hmm. right? Apparently, it starts as like fevers and just body aches in general. When it, then it turns into rashes and sores inside your mouth. And that's when it first starts getting contagious. Mm-hmm. And then when, once the sores go away, that's when the pustules start showing up on your skin. Can a smallpox, if I just wear a mask, does that keep the, the droplets inside? Oh, you wish it was droplets. It's pus popping in your own mouth. So... <laughs> So no mask then, right? So oh, a mask. Mean, you wish that mask would take care of it. Well, no, a, ma- a mask would help on the pus. I mean, it would help. Yeah, on the on the well, first part of it, yes. Yeah, so the, the problem with is is whether or not something is aerosoled or not, right? So right. atomized, mm-hmm. it can go through the air and still contaminate. So that's been the problem with the current thing is that there's a small window where it is able to do that. But then a lot of times the transmission is through water droplets. So masks help for some things, but not for everything. So it's not a hundred, right. it's not a panacea to completely prevent it, but it does help a little bit. It's just, that's a whole thing. Um, right, a right home, try to, try to be uh, black or white on. I know right I, 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 I'm going to be here to just beat my jokes into the ground. You can, you can, <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> but, but, but what I'm saying is smallpox is a little bit more, uh, 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 it, masks aren't aren't what are the answers. Right. Put it that way. The, the thing that I didn't really know about is that, like, once you get the pustules, they harden and fall off, and they they just leave scabs on your skin. So I was like, "That's disgusting. That's disgusting." Right, right. Because like when you look at it, like in history books, it's like, well, it's just like what looks like chicken pox. What's the big deal? The scars, <laughs> the. Uh, the scarring, the the because it, it's not like it's just like you're like because you see like the hands. That's what they put in the history, like in the book. Even on the CDC site, is just the hands. They show someone's hands, but we're talking about this is your body. Like it's everywhere. Like your face, back, you know, calf muscles. You know, you know yeah, everything everywhere. I used to show off. You know, to, to get the ladies, my calf muscles. You know, you know, but they have these horrid like scars on it. You know? Right. So, um. But smallpox has been with humanity for a long time, right? Like, this is not something like this was just Christopher Columbus didn't just, like, create this thing and 
to take it around Europe with him, right? He wasn't the first person to move this thing around in a ship, right? Right. So from current research, the earliest documented situation of smallpox that we know of is on the Pharaoh Ramses mummy because there is scarring on his head that resembles the same scarring of the pustules falling off. So that's a third century. So it's been around at least that long. Yeah, yeah. Which for uh, those who are doing the math at home, it's like 3,000 years. <laughs> so like I said, this is it's like, so, you know, and with we know from like uh, the Egyptians, great navy, great merchants. They were in the middle, the middle of the world. They were traveling around and uh, may have moved it everywhere. But like every civilization moved. You can't just blame like, well, the Egyptians moved us around. Everywhere. Nope. We Not- hear recorded tales. Uh, not quite. So your finger go up. Not quite. So the from from what I was reading is that the first written evidence of smallpox was in China, mm-hmm. and that through the Silk Road they spread smallpox across the continent, across China and Africa, the the northern parts of Africa and Europe, through the silk the the trade of the Silk Road. Yeah, and for all the sensors out there, we're still talking about smallpox. It yes. came from China from smallpox. smallpox. Talk about smallpox. <laughs> well, don't, don't forget the Egyptians also apparently made it to the Americas at some point. So, yeah, that's a, that's a theory where we're yeah, getting but into like, some yeah, but at this at that point. At this point, every ancient society, they're just going to find out, have made it to the America. I'm waiting for them to find, like, yep, apparently uh, uh, Genghis Khan made it to the United States. You know, before He'd been the there. He'd been there. He, he, he's had a camp there several times. But it was a vacation spot. You know, <laughs> you know they remap, they redo the uh, map of Alexander. Apparently, Alexander the Great did make it to the U.S. He actually did take over most of the world. <laughs> I'm sorry. Keep going. Keep going about the Silk Road thing. I'm sorry. So it, it, it got spread across through the Silk Road. Uh, just the, since they were doing massive amounts of trading and there wasn't a lot of notice about what smallpox was, it was just getting spread around because people who had it would just go would go sell their wares on the Silk Road anyway. Yeah. Um, and that ha- and that massive spread of it lasted for uh, like. Uh, from the 6th century to about the 15th century mm-hmm. is how long that, that that Silk Road spread. That's why it was all over the place before it became like everybody started figuring out how to deal with it. Okay. All right. Uh, so I only really got to use the digital Silk Road. Ryan Hall, you probably actually used the, the actual Silk Road. Could you uh, tell us what the Silk Road is real quick, briefly? Well, it was a, it was, it was a cobblestone. It wasn't paved. And um, there were tolls, so you had to get on and off the exit ramps. Uh, you had to pay tolls. No, it was just a way for it was the trade routes between uh, China and the middle, basically the Middle East, which then was a jumping point launching into Europe. So that's how not only trade and goods came across that long distance, but also a lot of technology, information, social, you know, culture, culture stuff mm-hmm. kind of bounced around back that way, too. So it was kind of the first opening up of the world so that people were able to kind of start meshing cultures and ideas at that time. There's a lot of uh, interesting things happening uh, on with that, with that a lot of new discoveries seemed to popping up because they were getting them from somebody else that already got them. And then they were trading that information as well. So it was a very important um, thing to have happened in, for societies. Like the first time that really kind of took hold. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah so, yeah, that's so the- so from there, it appeared that what the the people they blame, at least the CDC does for this, is that uh, Portugal uh, started started colonizing and making trade routes in South Africa, Southern Africa, and they spread smallpox there. <laughs> and then, as the colonization of the of the Southern and Central Americas happened, they smoothed smallpox there because nobody really understood what they were doing with smallpox. Well, and just think about it too. If if we had this type of movement that we have at this point that we're talking about uh, during the bubonic plague time, how spread that would have been, right? So it's just that they had no understanding of what was causing it. 
therefore they had no understanding how to deal with it and what preventative measures to take against it. So it was just going on its own merry way because it was bypassing all of the things that normally you could have done to stop it. You just didn't know what to do at the time. Mm-hmm. So you, a lot of so- wives tales come up then. That's when you get a lot of um, old, you know, do this and, and you'll be, you know, put a, the, put certain type of flower in your doorway and it'll, it'll fumigate and you know, all these different things started coming around because of just the unknown of, of these dis- terrible diseases that were happening. Right. So during the 16th century, uh, that's when they started trying to figure out how to prevent the, the smallpox by using a, a virilization, which is uh, they took the old fallen off scabs and crushed them up and either inhaled them or or scratched them into people so they would have it in their bodies so they wouldn't get smallpox. All right, so I'm all for put stuff putting candy up people's noses, but what? They did yeah. what now? So they would take the fallen off scabs, they would gather them together, and then crush them up into like a powder. And people would inhale the powder so that way they would be exposed to smallpox. There's a oh, very interesting, there's a very well known instance of this happening forced, uh, forced, you could call it vaccination, I guess, at that time. Um, by George Washington on his troops. Is that before America or after America? That was after America was announced, but before the Constitution. <laughs> <laughs> so technically, not. So oh, it was so, as soon as so, soon as that as soon as the uh, <laughs> the independence document was written and signed, then it's America. <laughs> But we still don't have a, a constitutional government. The first we had a we had a play government between them that they were trying to do. It didn't didn't work out so well. Let's put it that way. A little it was a little, little gray area in the um, uh, law at that time. It, it was very uh, very very weak uh, government. Let's put it that okay. way. Okay. All right. All right. I noticed you did crypt. Uh, so when did Christopher Columbus learn to use smallpox as a uh, weapon, though? I don't remember seeing that there. Uh, they, they they crushed up the powder and put it on the blankets first, and then they bought it. So it was just a... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, no that's, that's fake news. We're sorry. We apologize. We're going to yeah. keep moving. All right. Yeah, yes, yes. George Washington. Yeah, the, the famous case of George Washington. Um, uh, do we want to say... Uh, vax, the, one of the first vaccine mandates of the U.S. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> It was true. It is. Yeah. No. Yeah. It is true. It's just these things are just these things happen. You know, whether whether you see that as right or wrong, it happened. Well, the, it's the history. Alien Sedition Act happened too. I mean, it's not like these things are good things that happen. All right. But okay. It did happen. All right. All right. Now, next thing you're going to do the whiskey rebellion, and you know, Look, <laughs> everybody was trying to get scotch instead of whiskey, and everybody knows that it's just all it's that's all a conspiracy. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I could, I'm trying to make a joke out of that one, and I, I know, yeah, yeah, but yeah, because American whiskey is far better than Scotch. No, it's not. Send me all the Scotch, anyway. <laughs> so, in the 1700s, we were introduced to the person that is considered the father of vaccines, uh, Edward Jenner. Harry, would you like to talk about the Edward Jenner story and oh, how he yeah. became the father of the vaccine? All right, so. <clears throat> Chad like Edward Jenner, okay? He's out there, you know, studying like uh, the, uh, you know, he's crushing up things, shoving stuff up his nose, you know, and everyone knows, yeah, just trying to like come up with a way to like to get defended on smallpox. Well, he's out there out in the fields and he's noticed these beautiful, beautiful milkmaids out there. They're mega milks and they didn't have any of the uh, effects of uh, smallpox in the notice and something that they were getting this thing called cowpox and that lesser version of cowpox was preventing them from getting smallpox so after you know investigating into the large tracts of land of these milkmaids he did some experimentation and um to help figure out the cure for smallpox Right on. Is that, is that not what happened? Sure, I sure. Got that from a book. No, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You said large tracts of land, and I immediately went Monty Python and Holy Grail. Mm-hmm. So just, just go. Keep going. <laughs> so 
that was the story that was believed to happen for a long time. Uh, in uh, 2018, mm-hmm. um, Dr. Arthur uh, Boylston mm-hmm. uh, published an a, a, a article in the journal of uh, the, the New England Journal of Medicine mm-hmm. disputing it because through letters and research and journals, the, it was believed the first person who was even looking into this was another man named John Fuster. Damn it. So <laughs> in, in um, 1768, Fuster mm-hmm. was doing the verification to a whole bunch of people and trying to check the side effects and taking care of anybody who did it. Uh, and during that time, um, in, Thor- in Thornbury, uh, there were some farmers that he was doing it with as well. Uh, mm-hmm. But there were certain farmers that when he did it to, they didn't get smallpox. And those farmers were like, yeah, I had a really bad case of cowpox just that not that long ago, so it's whatever. So because it, it's not like current day mm-hmm. where you have Ethical. a <laughs> where you have a situation where these two things could correlate to each other and we need to do massive research onto it. They were just like, huh, that's mm-hmm. neat. I went and told other doctors about it that, yeah, if you have smallpox, you can't get, if you have cowpox, you can't get smallpox. So yeah. he ended up telling these brothers of doctors, uh, the, the, the Ludlow brothers, who happened to be uh, the, the, the people that Jenner apprenticed under. Mm-hmm. And he got obsessed with Fuster's research about cowpox and smallpox mm-hmm. to the point where other scientists called him the cowpox boar. That's all he wanted to talk about was cowpox. So he, so he used Fuster's research to create the vaccines to become the father of vaccines. And it was believed that his biographer made up the milkmaid story to, save, to keep his reputation as, oh, he'd figure this all out himself. And didn't use anybody else's help. Yeah, the the milkmaid story is a lot better than your boring one. I'll tell you. That. Oh, I agree. I agree. If, <laughs> I, I, I can't I, believe I can't believe an historian would in any way have made up a story to make people look diff- better in the eyes of the history books. I mean, that doesn't yeah, seem to I, I don't know be possible. Yeah. I can't. I can't buy that. Yeah. Sh- uh, yeah. Shout out to the Dangerous History Podcast. <laughs> 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 which it just wrecks people from history like oh that's mm, dang but yes 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 yeah 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 um it would have all right so like yeah it, it and, it, and if you go into the story like that because we don't really have time to go in everything every detail it's just that there are some very unethical breaches which is like just give me the boy <laughs> we're yes. just gonna infect the boy now toss him over to the small box and see what the f happens it's like what the hell <laughs> history's kind of hardcore sometimes yes History's a little dark, a little dark. I know, and it made me when I used to say, like, in the like uh, when I was saying, like, should we really call colleges because of the uh, the unspecified virus of unspecified origin, and just force all the college kids to get it, get herd immunity immediately? It's unethical, but we could probably get it. What? What? Unethical? Mm-hmm. And if it would have been happened in the fifteenth century, that's what we would have done. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yes, but also in the fifteenth century. Those are all be working adults at this point. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it, yeah, you 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 like if your plan would have to be yeah these kids in kindergarten that's what we're gonna do. That's what your plan is if it was the 15th century. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hey kids, I got some new blankets for you. All right. <laughs> so Jenner creates the vaccine in the mm-hmm. 1700s, um, and it was slowly spread out until. The WHO decides to, they, they're going to do this whole uh, eradication program in 1967. I hate this camera. I hate it. Mm-hmm. I hate this one. This, this one's going, this one's going, going out here. I'm sorry. Keep, I didn't mean yeah. to stop you. You can so, turn off autofocus. I can, I can, but, you know. <laughs> but. The WHO made this massive push in 1967 to prevent to eradicate smallpox. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, even though there was very minimal cases in North America and Europe by that time already, it was more of all these other places, they need to stop having smallpox. We're going to make this happen. So um, anyways, let me talk about some of the things they did to, to those last few people that have smallpox. All right, so the WHO, or the World Health Organization, yes, that World Health Organization right now that is uh, helping out the U.S. right now and uh, didn't use uh, some of the, uh, uh, Peter, uh, didn't use Peter Balsack to uh, help hide anything of the beer virus of unspecified origin, uh, get away with anything. So anyways, yes, uh, <laughs> what they were doing to find out the, when they were getting last reports of villages or places that were having a bit, they would set up like cones, like dragnets. Like, all right, so if someone was detected with smallpox in that area, they would make this massive dragnets of concentrating people into an area to make sure they were either vaccinated, isolated, and quarantined, even the fact of using local militaries to make sure this was happening to make sure they eradicate every last known case of smallpox. Uh, let's see, like the uh, the, the program steady, like just started doing everything. And this was, this was like, like when we, to help you capture, this is the 1970s when this was happening. <laughs> this isn't like 1920s, like, oh, cool. They took military, like the war, wars are happening now. Like the world, like this, we didn't really have anything. Nope. Nope, this is 1970. While Reinhold had his afro out and and his uh, uh, uh you know whatever Reinhold was probably was working on the computer in 1970 his afro. I I, I assume Reinhold had an afro. I, I was uh, I was in a rock band in the 70s, so I don't want to hear about this. You know, dissing on the on the greatest decade in modern history. <laughs> is it though? Is it? Is it? Is Music it? wise, yes, it is. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. There's no de- there's no debate on that one. I think I think there is. Have you heard Justin Bieber? <laughs> so there's uh, dragnets. I've never I've never, I've never heard dragnets. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, they would use like like yeah, they use some of the advanced of the time surveillance like i said like the local military to eradicate like uh the disease so they would go into and by the time like i said this also this wasn't like the, the like the first world um, there's a lot of uh different um you know developing countries so like in south 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 america africa and like certain parts of the world, they were just basically just going around this is what's happening and they just came you know basically if you came, they just came and they just did it on the guise of like just eradicating disease because in the area, like in the first world, like you, you most people generations had the uh, smallpox vaccine, but you know, no, it doesn't get passed down. So you, if you, they could just see like a any type of gap on this thing uh, on this vaccination that smallpox can easily just come back and just just just, just, just wrecking havoc on the world, you know, with just you're just missing someone. So the goal was to get rid of this thing all outright, and so it's great that. Smallpox is gone, but we just, I think, looking back at its methods of getting rid of it, I was like, this is a little harsh, you know, you know, with our 2021 sensibilities of looking back at it. Um, that even, even in the CDC's own track record of information, they talk about the, the last person to naturally get the, the virus, the major version of the virus, um, was a three year old in Bangladesh. Mm -hmm. And what they did was like, all right, he, now you're isolated in your house, the 24-hour surveillance with military forces, and they went door-to-door for, in a 1.5-mile radius and make sure everybody there was vaccinated. They're <laughs> like, yeah, we're going we're to come through here. Yes, this three-year-old, yeah, we're going to have these armed guards surrounding this three-year-old <laughs> until it's gone. Yep, yep, yep. So they went and did that, and they also did like a five mile radius, to, uh, and they g- also gave out a basically a wanted board if you catched anyone in the area with smallpox. So they gave, so they basically like rat out your neighbors, right? And we will give you money to rat out your neighbors if you think if you believe in them have smallpox. See something, say something. It wasn't uh, started in two thousand one. Yeah, yeah. The other thing is like uh, uh it's. <sighs> it's these yeah it is that looking back on that it's granted 
we didn't have to deal with smallpox and unless, unless she was like one of the anti-vaxxers in california at the time uh you have to worry about like some of these ancient diseases like the measles mumps rubella crap like our parents dealt with that and got rid of that thing for us and now we are here posed with the same thing with covid19 you know or sorry a a, a, a ver- unspecified virus of unspecified origin <laughs> Some some Greek letter of some sort, something yeah. something Megatron something something yeah something like Megatron something 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 so yeah so the uh, yeah so <clears throat> so the world was declared free of this disease at the start of the worst decade known to man the eighties okay <laughs> I'm a seventies man so. Born in the 60s. I grew up in the 70s. 80s are 80s are what they are. Worst <laughs> decade imaginable, the 80s. Okay. All right. Nothing. The only thing good that came out of the 80s was myself. Okay. Everything else, trash. Okay, no. And everyone was like, but the music, yeah, it's hindsight. You're looking at music with nostalgia and and and, and with good speakers. Okay. All right. All right. They were <laughs> They, they were listening to that music with bad speakers and quaaludes, okay? <laughs> I mean, so sounds good to me. Because 80s was cocaine. 70s was quaaludes. Look That's why there was so much disco in the early 80s was because of the disc of the cocaine. Look at right hole known. He's probably at the source part of the last of the ludes. Anyway. The, the source of for that? I was there. <laughs> Like I said, Reinhold probably did. You know, he was there. The last bottle <laughs> it was the last of the hippies, man. Let me tell you, my tie dye shirts. Hate Ashbury. Anyway, so back to, out of old, Oldsville. So the world was declared smallpox free in the 1980s, and at that time, um, people we still they decided to keep smallpox in the laboratory to do research on it to continue to because they view that it might be needed in the future for certain research maybe developing a vaccine in the future and it was held in uh, at that time four spots right or is it three four four and those four spots were the united states um england russia and i'm missing the fourth one what's the fourth one south africa south africa okay not china nope south africa well, in the eighties at that time, it's around. Well, Reagan haven't opened it all the way up yet. Okay, well, I figured all the researchers and stuff were already busy trying to figure out the the AIDS epidemic then, right? They oh, just, well, they weren't just well, ignoring that at the time, were they? Well, the thing is, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, they're still trying to figure out if it was airborne or not. Well, if you're in the same room and you eat cereal with somebody, okay. <laughs> <laughs> And that uh, cereal yeah. happens to be tricks. It's over. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, man. Somebody lied. A lot of people died. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, what was that? Yeah. Yeah. So it was held in those different spots. But eventually, um, certain countries, United States, uh, the um, uh, Britain and South Africa did destroy their last final vials of the smallpox because they also they viewed it was too dangerous. They don't see any good research from it. So smallpox was, is declared to only be held into two official spots. Those two official spots is the CDC headquarters in Atlanta. It's the only place you're supposed to have it here in the U.S. is the CDC headquarters in Atlanta. The other spot is Russia, which is their uh, their version of the CDC in Moscow. Uh, I don't remember if you remember what the Vector the, uh, Institute. Yeah, Vector. Okay, there. I was trying to like what the heck, and then I'm gonna click back. It's the Vector there. Institute. Yep. Okay. Okay. All right. And these are the only possible locations that are supposed to uh, to to, um, uh, to to house smallpox right now because we've eradicated disease and it's it will just and unless you have the smallpox vaccine, it will just burn through the population very very quickly quicker than like uh, uh, like what COVID did because most people have never seen it and you will quickly be diagnosed with smallpox and most people especially our generation oh you got chicken pox you just got the chicken pox no one cares there's some calamine lotion well that's kind of pussy <laughs> what do you mean your mouth hurts I don't get it <laughs> you know alright so stick with the jab jab real quick can you guys Johnny. Oh. 
<laughs> it's like I'm gonna, I gotta type some stuff. Um, there's a follow up on that. Like uh, England uh, and South A- South Africa, they either destroyed it or sent it to the either the U.S. or Russia because they didn't want it. So the ones they didn't destroy, the the samples they didn't destroy, they just gave to the other two. So that way they just that way any amount of research left they had went to the to Vector or the CDC. Do you remember the um, the house episode about smallpox? It was a house episode of smallpox. Yeah, somebody got smallpox on the house on an episode of House, and they're like, "Oh, I can't be I can't be smallpox because blah blah blah." And apparently, what had happened and how they justified it getting out wasn't from one of these centers. It was that they were treasure diving in an old Spanish ship and popped open a vial of something, and it had in it air that had pustules mm. of smallpox, and it reintroduced it back into the society that way. So that's oof, that's an interesting. Oof thought is that you know maybe there is a chance for this stuff to come back some way some weird way like that so mm-hmm. well that's what, like when like like uh, the whole uh thing of the idea of like the like mummy's curse is just like there's just diseases and mold and everything else just locked into tubes and you're not supposed to breathe that freaking air yeah and then i think there was a during that show they did go into the explanation of the last person to die from smallpox so i don't know if we've talked about that or not but it was basically a release from a lab. It went up through a uh, a vent and killed someone. So, Oof. Mm-hmm. yeah, we didn't talk about that, but yeah, that was there. The CDC has it on there. They got that released to a vent. That's the last person that died from it, and then the last person who had it uh, died in uh, in 2013 because while they were working on polio eradication. Yep. Yep. Disgusting stuff. Disgusting stuff here um, well it, it's I, irritating because it's it's invisible right i mean that's the thing is we see threats all the time that are you can touch them you can see them but it's always been scary for diseases because you can't tell what's ha- you know if you're if you're being subjected to something like that or not i think it's what scared a lot of people about any current situation that might be going on right now is that you just don't know what's going on you don't know what you can't see it so it's not like a Scrubs episode where they're talking about infectious diseases and you see the green glow going around, right? If you could see it, it'd be a lot different. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, I was trying to figure out. I've been trying to figure out how to like do the screen share thing in StreamYard. So I apologize. That's <laughs> what I was trying to figure out and type and get the step rule up correctly. So. Uh, by the way, I agree, Nice. That is a critical. You did roll a one on your life throw. But what he said, like, imagine being the last person to die from smallpox. It's like you rolled a critical fail. Oh, <laughs> like, yes, you did roll a one on life throw. Yes, uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. So he's chatting like, oh, but mm-hmm. really cured it with fentanyl. Okay, <laughs> okay. All right, all right. Half got heart hardcore. Anyway, so like the main thing that made me like I said go down this road is this New York Post article. Like, oh, you read the New York Post? Mask you guys. News is news. You know, I like news. I do like watch the sources and where things is coming from, you know. So, no, so please bear with me as we uh, go through this article. So, this main thing I've been running up because, like, it flipped me out reading about this thing is like, uh, frozen vials labeled smallpox were recently discovered by a laboratory worker at the Pennsylvania facility that conducts vaccine research. Federal officials said these vials were found. Uh, while the workers were cleaning out a freezer at the unspecified facility, according to the Center of Disease Control and Prevention, CDC's administrative partners and law enforcement are investigating the matter, and the vials' contents appear intact, the CDC spokesperson told the Associated Press. So, yeah, I'm just going to clean out this mini-fridge here in the lab. Doo, 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 doo. So it says it says unspecified. Does it say unspecified in the uh, article? Yeah, it says uh, uh, specified. And just, okay. Unspecified. Yeah, picture is... Uh, uh, specified. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure that's a, just a stock. I lab, think that yeah, it's just a general photo. lab in Pennsylvania. Yeah. yeah, see, this thing is just visible lab of this v- visual vial of smallpox. We're found in Pennsylvania facility, and this is just a Pennsylvania facility. That's right. right. Okay, I don't know so. which Pennsylvania facility. That is not reported. You know, <laughs> not reported yeah. at all. Okay. Fake news. Uh, well, yeah. is that's that's not Reading. good. That's not responsible journalism, right there. Whoa, whoa, mean, whoa! You think the New York Post cares about your responsible journalism? <laughs> anyway, 
I mean... <laughs> yeah, the laboratory worker who discovered the vials were wearing gloves and a face mask, and there is no indication that anyone has been exposed to a small number of frozen vials. So yes, correctly worn PPE will protect you. It's, it's an amazing what correctly worn PPE will do for you. Incorrectly worn PPE, you know who you are, nosers out there with your noses and your face mask made out of what t-shirt mesh you, mesh or the <laughs> yeah, we, uh, uh, or the uh have you seen like some of the crochet mask yeah yeah crochet <laughs> ones? i was just like what is that that doesn't do anything bro <laughs> it's like what is that uh, i've got one of those like a like the full-on like face mask that prevents me from breathing it in but if i breathe it out screw you screw you Anyway, so smallpox, yeah, and, and, and even this article, smallpox is the deadly disease that was glo- globally eradicated in 1980. So what is it? Well, it's caused by the viral virus, and it's played as like, okay, but what it is, how do I spot this thing? Yeah. Conclusion, article over. And it's just like I said, and that's what spurred this whole like rabbit hole discussion and the one I have to talk about. Nisa, I hope you're right about that. Is that it looks like somebody just... A twelve dollar an hour lab assistant just slapped the wrong label on it, like a Taco Bell employee does with the sour cream yeah, and hot sauce. We need to teach Harry how to put the mm-hmm. put the comments up on the right. Screen. I agreed. Agreed. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> now do the last one first. College of plays. <sighs> so <laughs> next 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 time uh, I'm going to try and do that. I'm going to try. I'm going to get the uh, the stuff and the product. In the place that I could actually do the whole glam thing, be like the New York Dolls. That's what I'm going for. You're right. I should probably like do this. I apologize. I'm new to the Streamyard game. I need to practice more often. Who's this person saying stuff? I don't understand. I don't know. I don't know. Fake. Some 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 pony just coming in. Yeah. Fake fake poser. A new listener. All right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You know. I know. You know, you know, but anyways, so we're hitting up on that on that hour thing where we either take an ad and go for four more hours, or probably get start wrapping the sucker up so we can do the things that we want to do this afternoon. Because Ryan Hall has an appointment, I have an appointment, and um, well, Vince is going to do what Vince does. Um, he's <clears> playing <throat> satisfactory. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> uh, I'm going to be reading manga. Thank you very much. It's yeah. much more weebly. It's much more depressing to say that. Yeah, so yeah, he gets to the four. Right now, apparently, which I think it's in a four-hour bar discussion about King Crimson Mountain and why they're an experience. I cannot deny that that has never happened to me before. <laughs> oh, wow. 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 All right, so let's go ahead and wrap, wrap this up. We go well, it's, Pink, the, it's Pink Floyd for me, but okay. Yeah, let's go ahead and wrap this episode up. Ryan, do you have any like last words you want to wrap up with? Uh, Just... Well, uh, just that uh, these these invisible diseases are they're a tough thing. I mean, people are trying to make political points out of things these days that they probably shouldn't be. Um, it's it's people's health. People need to make those decisions themselves. There's scary things going on out there that are deadly, and for some people it's not a big deal. For some people it is. So just have some grace and um, let's be better to each other about that uh, until we can get some things figured out. That's it. Thanks, Ryan Hall. Thanks, Ryan Hall. Um, Vincent, do you want anything like you to get out? Anything that I, you know, prevented you from talking about? No, not necessarily. It's more of uh, there's a. I didn't know literally anything about smallpox. I knew it existed, and that's about it. But that's mostly because it's something that hasn't affected our lives directly. Uh, it's even to the point where I was talking to my mom, and she didn't even know what it was because. She like my aunt had to get the the vaccine, uh, but not her because it's been gone for some. So she didn't even know how it how it was for her as well. So it's one of those things of sometimes you just have to look in the history so we don't repeat it. And also, don't if you spoil Spider Man uh, No Way Home, you're an asshole. Wow! Wow! It's true. It's true. If you're gonna spoil it, you're an asshole. Wow, those words. Anyway, so um, oh wait, I did I did get the the smallpox vaccine, so I'm one of the one of the last of the generations that did. I think. 
Whoa, 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 whoa. Which version did you, were you inhaling scabs or like you actually got a shot? I just it was a shot. <laughs> it was, it was, they had those special shots with the round that the dot. It's a long story. Right. Polio. I had a polio vaccine too, which I don't think they're doing anymore either, but it was a liquid that you drank. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. All right. Well, Thank you everyone for tuning into this episode. Just like uh, Vincent is like I said, like this idea, like this these things that we read about in articles, these are the things like are like jumping into rabbit holes and going into every day. It's like, what the heck is this thing? I've heard about it in passing, but I've never understood it. I like to jump in and read about that stuff, and I hope that encourages yourself into it. I'm also going to say, hey, you could listen to anything else in the world, but decided to listen to this today, and that made it this far in this episode. Thank you. Uh, we will probably not going to stream next week. It's going to be Christmas. The next one is going to be New Year's Day, and I will be nursing a hangover. But we still will be streaming on the Tuesdays, doing a satisfactory, um, or satisfactory, or just gaming stream, and eventually we'll go into doing our uh, tabletop uh, RPG game going forth um, for the next year. And we've got all kinds of new things from the Wall Network getting ready to go for the new year. So it's going to be an amazing new year. So that being said, thank you everybody, and have a good have a good weekend, and have a good Christmas. This end broadcast, but it just doesn't want to go, does it? Like, it asked me like five times when I want to do this. This is annoying.